We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man, you're letting all the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There, a show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and so much more. With your host, myself, Uncle Frank, Kid Gristle, and our very own Tom Mungia. So have a seat, do them chores, or twist a wrench while we dive down the rabbit hole. Today's episode is brought to you by True Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Round Rock, Texas. Be true to yourself and be true to the mats. Today's word of the day is Meraki. Doing something with soul, creativity, or love. When you put something of yourself into what you're doing, whatever it may be. All right. Today's guest is a father, a husband, a mentor. He's an instructor who holds a second-degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. A great storyteller and an all-around great guy. Please welcome Shane Zerang. Welcome to the show, Zane. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, man, anybody else with my name gets a free pass on our show anytime. <laughs> yeah, they're oh, not too uh, common. There's not too many Shanes out how, there. <laughs> how many? Uh, I'm going to just start this off by saying I, I've met a lot of people uh, throughout the years, and I've met very little Shanes. You're maybe my fifth in person or in video, Shane. How many Shanes have you met? Counting you, maybe four. There you go. Yeah. Wow, that is weird. I know a lot of Franks. <laughs> yeah, yeah Shane, Shane's not the coolest name, bro. It's yeah, it not. It doesn't roll off the tongue. No. Yeah, it's just kind of like vanilla. It's Shane, right? It, like. <laughs> how many people, when you say my name is Shane, how many people go, oh, did you say Jane? And you're like, no, I'm not a female. My name is not Jane. It's Shane. And then they go, okay, Sean, what's up? <laughs> Sean. I don't get a lot of Janes. I get more Sean's than Janes, but <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> on today's episode, we're talking about momentum. Once you have it, how hard is it to hold on to it? And then how do you recognize that it's starting to slip? And once it slips, how hard is it to build back up? So, uh, you know, through tragedy always comes a positive. And when my grandfather passed away, we went to his funeral and I got to catch up with Shane. He's actually my cousin's husband. And we got to talking and man, it's been so long since I got a chance to talk to him. He was telling me about some of his his stories. And and like I said, he's a great storyteller. We got to talk and I was like, man, it would be so awesome for you to be on my show and talk about, you know, the last couple of years that you've been through these changes. It sounds like you're building momentum. It's it's a constant evolution of having to push yourself, especially owning your own business. It's it's not easy. Uh, we talked about his business. We talked about his personal goals, his weight, 
Uh, just things like that. This guy pushes himself to make himself better because he himself is is a billboard for his business. He promotes, he, he trains in jujitsu. And if he doesn't look like a high performer, then maybe not too many people are going to be going to his school. And that's where Shane is going to jump in and talk a little bit more about that with us. Yeah, let's. Uh, so let's kind of like give me. I give you guys a little bit of background on me before I kind of dive into this. I've been doing jujitsu for 25 years. You know, uh, I think I started jujitsu back in like 1997, and there wasn't like a whole lot of like, like if you had a blue belt, if you were at a school where you had a blue belt teaching, like you were at a, like a legit school. So. Like, you know, for the first five years, I kind of taught myself and, you know, I was lucky enough to cross paths with some really good guys. And like jujitsu has just been really, really it's blessed me in like so many different ways, man. You know, like I don't want to sound kind of weird, but jujitsu is a really powerful thing, you know, and uh, over the course of the years I've been doing jujitsu, you know, jujitsu is a lot like life. It's it has its up and downs, you know, so. You know, you have your good, bad, your good days, your bad days, your good times and your bad times, you know, to kind of sort of say. But a little bit about me is like. I moved up here to Austin probably about 10 years ago and like I've been doing man, I've been doing jujitsu since I was like 17 years old. So when I moved up here, I didn't necessarily like have the money or, you know, a place to train. So like I was kind of like fall into a depression, you know, like I was kind of losing my identity and like just, I don't know, kind of struggling to like who I was, right? Because like for the longest I was a jujitsu guy and now I'm like, was kind of feeling like I'm not a jujitsu guy, so now what, you know? So that kind of like messed with me for a while, you know, and like I was going through that depression so like I started gaining weight, you know what I mean? and. I was heavier. Long story short, I was able to find a place. I started training. It was cool because I was like, man, I ain't got to teach. I can just train. Then the train that, you know, was training there was like, hey, you want to teach some classes? Yeah, sure. Hey, you want to run this program? Yeah, sure. Hey, I got this school over here. You want to buy it? Yeah, sure. And I bought this school, even though it was kind of a bad deal, because like, Maybe I was a little overconfident. I just believe in myself, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the type of person I am. Like, jujitsu teaches you that, you know? So, but I lost everything. Lost the school, lost the mats. Like, they kicked me, oh. out, the, kicked me out the building. And it was, it was one of the most humiliating things I probably ever had to go through, but it was also one of the best things that like I ever went through at the same time, you know, like I go to the school and I, man, I knew it too. Right. Like I was having problems and for whatever reason, man, I just could never get the school to grow. I don't know if like subconsciously I had a bad taste in my mouth or, you know, I just wasn't putting off the right vibe, but like, I like, it wasn't where I started for, with, like the people I started with. And just, I don't know, it just didn't come together, right? Like I said, lost everything. 
ended up leaving that association, went back to my original association that I started with. And like once I got there, I found another place, got the gym going and like that kind of made me like, okay, cool, right? Like I'm back home, everything's going good. And then it was more so about making the business work and not so much about my jujitsu, so to say. So long story short, man, like I got to like 300 pounds, right? That's the heaviest I've ever been in my life. I wasn't really training like I should, you know, and like the gym was doing okay, but like me personally, I wasn't really doing okay, you know, and my, the head instructor came and uh, if I'm rambling, let me know. Uh, No, no, man, this is... (laughs) This is exactly what we're talking about. So you, this is a real life story. This isn't just some, you know, hey, I'm, I'm throwing all my, my glory out there, my glory stories. This is, I mean, you were kicked hard. Yeah. Right? Uh, and so, like, it was rough, bro. And, like, I called my instructor, right? And, like, I don't even know why I called him. But, like, just let me back up, right? I lost everything. The guy calls me from the association. He's like, hey, like, do you want to be a part of the association? Because this, 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 right? And I, bro, like, I'm a new black belt. I don't know, right? I ain't never had to deal with this before. So I called my old instructor, right? And uh, I don't know. Like, I, I called him because he's the only guy I knew, like, would give me, like, straight advice, right? Mm-hmm. That's and hard he, to come by, too. You know, like, he ain't going to bullshit me. He's like, it is what it is. And he's like, like, bro, like, he's like, it's if you want to be a part of that team, you're going to you gonna have to do what they say. If you don't want to be a part of that team, come back and like, it is what it is. Right. So as soon as he said that, like, I was like, OK, I don't want to be a part of that old team. So I went back to my old team, found a new building. Right. Then like, OK, I got the gym. Like I said, it wasn't really focusing on like my jujitsu because like. Like, that's my livelihood, right? This is how I provide for my family. Was That's always been the goal, you know? So, like, I wasn't really, like, worrying about my jiu-jitsu or whatever. I was just worrying about making sure the business was running right. And, you know, I was making sure the gym was doing good. So, like, I didn't train. I got up to 300 pounds. And, like, I didn't necessarily, like, look. You know, like, when you look at yourself in the mirror, like, you don't see you're just like, ah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you don't really recognize. And then, like, the head guy comes down, which, like, his name's Rodrigo Maderas. And, like, I used to, when I was coming up in jiu-jitsu, right, I used to train in my backyard. I used to read magazines about this dude. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, yeah, like, I got all kind of, all these magazines about this guy. And, like, here I am picking him up from the airport. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. And, he's coming to my school gonna teach and everything you know he was just talking to me and like he just like you know one thing about jiu-jitsu man is like jiu-jitsu is like the purest and most honest thing you'll ever do right because you can't fake it you know what i'm saying like it's 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 pure it's honest you can't lie to yourself and like that's one of the things like i really love about it you know, so he come down, I'm telling you, he's like, you know, we're talking, shooting the shit, whatever. And he was just like, like, bro, like, we're in the business of health, right? And like, 
look at you. You know? Ooh, man, <laughs> that's some tough love. Golly. And I was like, the next time you see me, like, I won't be like this. I didn't say that to him because, like, you know, everybody say like that. Nobody, like, you know, it's like, whatever, bro. Very okay. rare. You yeah, know what right, I mean? Right, right, so right, I was right. just like, all right. So, like, and I needed to hear that, you know? So then I, like, I bought, like, I kind of got on this diet, bro, where it's like you order this food. You get this meat and this vegetable, right? Like, I'm not really a vegetable-eating type of guy. And I did that shit for, like, 30 days. And, like, the last 28 days, I couldn't even eat them vegetables. Like, I put them in my mouth, and I was going to puke. Like, I was I was so over it. I was like, man. Anyways, I lost, like, 60 pounds. Right? Hey, well, there you go. <clears throat> or, no, like, I lost, like, 30 pounds, I believe. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> but not like I lost like 30 pounds in like a month, right? I was like, okay, cool, right? I'm down to 260. That's still great, honestly. Yeah, it's it's cool, right? But like my jujitsu still wasn't there, man. And like that's the biggest thing, right? You know? So like I started to like have these real like heart to hearts with myself, you know, because anytime you're gonna like make change, right? And yep. it's gonna be like substantial and it's some real shit. Like, you really got to, like, face yourself in the mirror and, like, confront them demons and face them head on. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, bro, and, like, this kind of goes, like, you know, the momentum thing, you know, because, like, I'm going to use the analogy of, like, momentum's like pushing a car, right? You know, when you push a car, you know, like most people, you know, they push the car, they just try to, like, push it thinking it's going to move. You know what I mean? But that's not really how that works. You know, you push it and they push, you know, you got to kind of rock it a little bit to build that momentum so that way you can move the car, you know? So, like, I was just having these, like, man, these deep conversations with myself, like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, you suck. You're fat. Like, you need to get your shit together, you know? And I don't know, probably for about six months, I just kept telling myself that, you know, and just, like, really looking at myself, you know, from an outside perspective and be like, like, like what are you gonna do you know so when when talking to yourself like that though how do you keep from going into like a dark hole i mean because that's some you know being honest with yourself i've found that you 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 hit a fork somewhere you're you you be really honest and you're you you know because you can't lie to yourself you know everything that you have in your back pocket, you know, everything that's in the bag. And then you hit a wall. Boom. It's depression central. It's, uh, you know, I, I really don't want to do this anymore. What is it or how are you able to do that and then still go around that wall or even break that wall down to go through it? Well, that's like the back and forth of the car, right? Because like, there was days where it's like you you talk so much shit to yourself and then you get in the gym and you do the work, right? And then you take a couple of days off because you pat yourself on the back because you did the work, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, then like, no, you're right. You're and then like, right. then you, well, I'm going to take a couple of days off, them couple of days off turn into a week. And then you got to like go back and be like, 
Like what, you know, you know what I'm saying? And just like, it's just all about being honest with yourself, man. Like you're not going to like accomplish anything. And if, you know, if you're not honest with yourself and if you're not going to be like, if you're not honest with yourself, why would you expect anybody else to be honest with you? You know what I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and especially like in, in my profession, right? Like, my students and my peers that, you know, ain't going to be that honest with me. Yeah, Rodrigo, you know, Jeff, Tim. Yeah, they're going to be honest with me because they they above me. And, you know, I come up front of them guys. But my peers that are on my same level, you know, they're not going to say nothing. You know, they're just going to, oh, bro, yeah, whatever. So if you can't be honest with yourself and dig down to, to make the change, how you expect, like, nobody can help you, you know what I mean? Especially if you in that dark place. Like, the only person that's going to pull you out that dark place is yourself. Right. You know? And you're going to have, like, it sucks. I ain't going to, you know what I mean, too? But you got to be real, man, and, like, just face it and, like, but, like, that, like, that wasn't doing it for me, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, having that conversation of like hey what you gonna do da 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 because like i could go roll and like people wouldn't beat me you know what i'm saying like i go on the mat the guys come in we train even though like i'm not in shape or whatever like they still can't beat me so like i'm not getting my ass whooped to make me be like, well, you know, if you did push-ups and you ran that mile like you know you're supposed to do, maybe that shit wouldn't be happening to you. you know? But it wasn't. It, and it wasn't. Like, yeah. You found a you found a <laughs> plateau where nobody could get to you, essentially. Yeah. And so like, not to say like they wouldn't like give me runs for my money or put me in bad positions or like, you know, get the best of me, but like they wasn't tapping me, you know, and like that's that's the most important thing, you know, like I could had enough good enough defense to where I could survive. You top of me for five minutes, but you're not going to catch me. You know what I mean? And then like okay. that, that was my rationalization. Ah, they're not catching me. Ah, you know, right, 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 right. Here's, here's, here's something I'm curious about because I, I don't know that I, I, I certainly haven't been in the position you were in. But uh, in the darkest times of, uh, of my life, I found uh, a yearning to find a little more spiritual creativity to draw me, you know, out in a way that I couldn't do myself. So I'm curious, you know, did you have an emotional or spiritual journey that, that was able to really to break that mold and to, to break the the lies you were telling yourself when you, when you saw yourself in the mirror. Yeah. So like, look, man, like I'm going to say this and I I don't want to offend nobody because I'm, I'm a very religious person, but like jujitsu is kind of my religion. Right. So that like, I've been doing jujitsu since I was like 16, 17 years old. Right. And that goes back to my point. Like I said, that, you know, that stuff wasn't doing it for me. Right. But I had to look at what jujitsu has given me and what jujitsu, everything jujitsu has done for me. You know what I'm saying? And I had to come to the realization that, like, I don't owe it to myself 
I don't owe it like I owe it to jujitsu to be the best that I can be because jujitsu has given me everything that I've ever wanted. And if I don't give the respect that jujitsu deserves and I don't like what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, just like appreciate the lifestyle and the things that jujitsu has given to me. That shit will be gone like that, bro. Right, right. You know, you take that shit for granted and somebody will come take it away from you really quick. And that is what made me get to where I'm at now. It's not because, like, it wasn't so much like me, right? It was more so the appreciation and the love that I have for jujitsu. You know what I mean? Like, I come from nothing. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I work three hours a day. And I'm not saying that to brag or anything, but, like, that's the reality of it, right? Like, maybe four four hours, you know? I travel, you know? I bought my house. I've raised my kids. I make a living all through jujitsu. Right. And you're a sorry, you would be a sorry ass person if you took advantage of that and you didn't do what you were supposed to do because it's giving you everything. Right. You got to have that gratitude. You got to have that gratitude. You know, there's something to be said for finding your passion and being able to uh, create a working environment based off of your passion. I certainly haven't done that. Um, and it's, it's very few people that have, so it takes a lot of fortitude and a lot of faith to be able to drive yourself to decide this is my passion and this is the way I'm going to sustain my livelihood and take care of my family. And, and, you know, in all, all honesty, that's admirable that there's very few people that are able to accomplish that. Yeah. That's the goal of so many people. We just can't get there. That's and that's my biggest point, bro, is like that's why like I had to get my shit together because like I'm living the American dream and so many people That's right. Yes. Amen. Amen. You right. know what I'm saying? Like right. you know, everybody's striving and searching for that. Right. And and like here I am, I have it, I'm living it's, it. Right, right. And right. I was kinda like pissing it away. You know, Man, you're a bald eagle, baby. Just so, like, <laughs> but then you know what I'm saying. So, like, and that's yes. like, you just gotta be really real, like, and you know, like, and that's what it was for me, man. You know, so like, and it's been a long road, right? Like, I'm not saying it was easy, and like, I'm still in the process. I'm not finished, you know. And then, like, the other thing was like my students, you know. That's exactly what I was about to ask you about. Uh, Tell us, yeah. tell us what kind of teacher you are. What is your, what is your hopes and dreams for your for your pupils? Are you a, are you a hard instructor? Do you give them, you know, life analogies? What kind of advice do you give to them when you see them struggling? Or is it different for each student? Well, <clears throat> so. I'm very close to all my students. We all have a very own personal relationship. You know what I mean? Like I focus on kids a lot. Like I come from a troubled background. So like 
I'm really into teaching kids. I have a really strong kids program uh, just because, like, I love kids, man. And so, and I'm super, like, I'm super easygoing, but, like, I'm also very, like, asshole and dick and you don't want to piss me off type guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I, yes. like. Yes, I do. <laughs> like, I demand a lot from my students, but, like, it's not because, like, I just want what's best for you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I don't know. It's I, 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 it's hard for me to describe, like, our relationship. But, like, we're family, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these guys, like, all my adults, they got my phone number. They can call me anytime. My gym's the type of place where, like, mostly all my students have keys. Right. And, like, because I'm a firm believer, like, you pay for the gym you should have access to it and like maybe i don't want to train at 10 o'clock at night but you do and you and some of the other guys y'all can go in there and train and like hey like because it's all about the mat bro you know that's also a lot of trust (laughs) man wow that is a lot of trust that's awesome like nothing else matters right Y- y'all are all going on this journey together. It's like a bond. Yeah, and like you know, like we could talk about jujitsu, right? Like jujitsu is a very personal and intimate right. thing, right? Like I'm a bleed on you. I'm dripping sweat in your mouth. Like it's not, you know. But we're close, man. And we spent right. like, you know, you're trying to like I'm gonna give you my best, and I'm trying to wreck you and smash you, and you know, you're trying to do the same and. You know, there's something to be said about getting your ass kicked on a daily basis just gives you a different outlook on the way you look at things. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So with that being and it's hard not to get close to somebody you shared a mat with when you blood, sweat and tears with this guy. You know, like jujitsu is not something like it took me over 15 years to get my black belt in jujitsu. You know what I'm saying? It's not something that you're going to get especially for me in like under 10 years. Right. So, you know, I got guys at my gym. We've, we've been together 10, 12 years, bro. Like how you not going to be close to somebody. Right. For sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's different in that sense, you know? Yeah. But so you're, you're creating a community um, and a developmental community, right? So you're creating a community that, that cares for each other looks out for each other and 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 really hammers each other for the betterment of your yeah, development. We're gonna beat the shit out of each other on a daily that's right. basis. That's right. And that, but and that's that's, that's, that's how I thing. that's how I treat Frank, quite frankly. <laughs> that's the you know, best that's, way to be, man. That's how I grow, man. Every day I I learn something new from uh, Kid Gristle there. So I was actually about to ask. So Tom, Tom has a lot of motivational things going on. He's just a motivational person. <laughs> he he got his uh, personal trainer uh, certification. He's he's got all these ideas to become an entrepreneur and and do the thing. And I remember at one point we talked about. Uh, not having a plan B, 
Right. Yeah, and that was exactly what I was thinking while he was talking. I we saw it about that last face. week. Yeah. I saw it in your face. I was like, I gotta ask this, but and that's what he's talking about. He doesn't have a plan. This has to work. He's gonna make no his families to, exactly. There's you burn the boats. He's gonna take the island. He burnt the boats. It's gonna work. Yeah. There is no I, other option. But you know, like I'm I was in a very rare situation because I knew since I was 18 years old that like this is what I was gonna do. And like I just worked to get there. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody is in that position. It takes people a long time to figure out what they want to do. I was just fortunate enough that I found it at a very young age. You know what I'm saying? But bro, like you know, when it comes to like things like that, like, you know, my dad, he was like, you know, bro, like you need to get a job, you know, like nobody, my, my family didn't really like necessarily believe that this was going to work, you know? Well, I mean, I having an MMA <laughs> studio was not a thing 10, 15 years ago. You know, I had a buddy in, in Stillwater. I don't teach that, MMA, bro. I just. Jiu-jitsu. I, yeah, I don't even, like, I don't mess with none of that. I teach, you don't you don't mess with kickboxing or striking, just just straight jujitsu. I teach pure gi jujitsu. Gi, yeah. Like we do no gi like once a week, twice, you know, or like people get in tournaments. We do, you know, but I'm very like a traditional jujitsu school. Very cool. Like, we don't teach no punching, no kicking. Like it's all. Just you, you're not doing yourself. ground and pound. You're just trying to submit the guy. Exactly. That's what's and, up. But, but, you know, like I said, I was saying, you know, like I was just very fortunate at a young age that I knew what I wanted to do. And, you know, like, I, man, look, <laughs> you, the, 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 you just got to chase your dreams, man. And like you chase them dreams until they become reality and you don't take no for an answer. And that's the seek. That's, I feel is the secret to success. Yeah. You know, like, and that's what it is. You just can't take no. And so, why, have, well, why I, have a plan B? I think so you took no <laughs> several times, but you turned that no into something else. Cause that's a, a lot of people. They they stop at no. That's their that's their stopping point. And sometimes you should, granted. However, in certain certain aspects of life, a no is just another avenue. That's that's your fork. Your no. Okay, no here. Let me ask this a different way. Let me look at this from a different light. Let me take a step back, change my perspective, and we'll get to either a yes a maybe or something else to continue down that road. So I'm sure you heard no plenty of times, but the thing is no's didn't stop you. That, uh, and, and that That's my perspective too, because my goal is to be the leader of the free world, the entire free world, not, not America, not, uh, you know, the, the entire free world. I want to be the leader of the free world of the universe. And so I'm working slowly to accomplish that. Here, you know, here's the thing, bro. Like, even if that's your thing, right, I'm like, go for it. Because if you don't, like, who wants to die with regrets? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, man. even Repeat like that. me, right? Like, if this shit don't work out, right, and it all crumbles tomorrow, 
I have no regrets. I did everything I could possibly do to make it work. And even if it did crumble tomorrow, I'd probably try to do it another way and do it again. Because at the end of the day, like, I want, I'm not here. I'm here to live and pursue what makes me happy. And I don't care, like failure, like that's the, that's the whole thing about like chasing what makes you happy, right? How do you know happiness if you don't know suffering and failure? Right. You know what I'm saying? So you like, you got to go for it. Like, that's absolutely true. And if you don't, like, how can you like, your kids or your grandkids are telling you, hey, dad, I want to do this or, hey, I want to do that. Like, you're going to sit there and be like, nah, bro, do this. Like, who does that? You know? I, I think that's a powerful message, quite frankly, to like, live live without regrets and, and unapologetically <clears throat> go after your dreams. I don't know that that is taught as much uh, in our current society. And I think that's I think that's a good message. I don't think that can I don't think that's something that can be taught because it's that that breaks down to how many times have you been broken? If you've never been broken, you can you don't know how to rebuild and repair and and make yourself stronger. If everything has always been a daydream and you haven't really had to work for much when your world crumbles, you don't know what to do. But if you're consistently being broken down and having to repair and rebuild, those are the strongest people that I know. It's it's easy it's easier for a jujitsu guy, I would say, right? Because they deal with that on a daily, you know. And jujitsu, you know. You see that guy on the mat rolling, right? And, you know, but it's a very intellectual thing. You know, like I tell my students all the time, right? Like, you don't necessarily have to be better than the person you go against. You just got to be smarter than them, you know? And, like, the thing about jujitsu, man, is, like, jujitsu is a problem-solving sport, you know? And the thing about what it does is... You know, jujitsu teach you like if you're in a bad position, you don't just escape the position to get out. You move yourself to where you put yourself in a dominant position or where you have the good position, right? So at the end of at the end of you're gonna be in the best possible position to be with, right? Now you take that train of thought, because that's been instilled in you over the last 10 years, 12 years, eight years, whatever. And you take that approach to your everyday life. Like, you, when you know, most people, they see the problem and they look for the quick fix because they don't like to deal with it. They just want to get the shit out the way they want to deal with it, you know? Well, Jiu-Jitsu guy don't think like that. Jiu-Jitsu guy is very, like, going to approach the problem. And when we solve the problem, at the end of the day, we're going to be in the best position possible, you know? And that's one of the biggest things jujitsu has taught me. And like when you approach things like that in your everyday life, like, yeah, the shit's hard, but at the end of the day, like you're gonna be in the best position. So like, that's the, you know, 
that's what I could say is the, one of the most important lessons I've ever learned through jujitsu. Has nothing to do about the chokes and the arm bars and all that other stuff, you know. So I've heard I've heard jujitsu be described as a physical game of chess. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I try to do and teach my kids as well is to play a mental game of chess in their head as far as understand that this move creates someone else's move. You know, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. What you do right now is going to affect you tomorrow one way or the other. Right. And, and if you have the ability to think one step ahead of your opponent, you're doing great. If you can do two and three steps ahead, you're doing phenomenal. But that takes a lot of being able to know yourself, what are, what your capabilities are. And knowing once you hit your plateau, it's time to seek out more information. Seek out people that are different than you. Seek out people that can add something to better yourself. And even trying to be around people that may not be good for you so you can learn what is not right for you because you will not know it unless you're there so so yeah you know the whole the whole playing the the best strategy to get yourself out of a bad situation in jujitsu totally understand that in in looking at it from a chess perspective i'm not a chess master by any means but i love to play the game and i love to think strategy right so i i don't know how to play chess even though i'm a jujitsu guy i don't play chess but that's what they say man and like i understand the game of chess but you know it's like chess it's like chess with your body right like because yep. And it's it's a really mental game, you know, but like if you break it down to like its simplest form, it's basic cause and effect. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And then like, you know, you're talking about like, you know, somebody who doesn't do jujitsu and like you like, how do you learn to think them steps ahead and everything like those are just through experience, bro. You know what I'm saying? The more experiences you have in life the better you're going to be able to navigate life and you're going to be able to see those things ahead. You know, that's why, like, you know, I don't really try. I never really tried to shelter my kids for that one reason is so that way they have those experiences to see those situations and be able to navigate that. You know, I think that's very important because like, how is she going to know, you know, yep. like, and especially like when you come in with like kids and you know, or just a young person, right? Like telling them's not enough. Yeah, you have to show them. You know, yeah. and even if you like in some kid, like if it was me, you know, I was a hard headed kid, bro. You could tell me, you can <laughs> show me. Like that's not good enough. Like I want to do it, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm watching them cut the limb and hey, don't put your hand right there because you're going to cut your finger. Oh, let's see. Oh, shit, I cut my finger. Okay, you know, like, I won't do that again. But just by you telling me, like, I'm, I, you know, that's not the type of person I am. I have to cut my finger to be like, oh, okay, that's why you don't do that. You know, so I think, like, with experience is the best, you know. That way, you, how is she going to be able to decipher it? Absolutely. 
Tom, what you got, man? You look like you're think you get some deep thoughts over there, man. No, he was talking a lot about a. Uh, he was, you know, he was at a level where his students couldn't beat him, you know, he in even though he wasn't in the best of shape and he wasn't where he wanted to be at physically. And you were talking about uh, going to another level. It's one of those sayings where if you want to go to the next level, if you want to level up, well, then you've got to be around people that are at a higher level than you, you know, because you, we'll fool ourselves. Like he said, you fool yourself. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm better than these guys. I don't you know, and you catch yourself. You sh- you're not pushing yourself as hard as you used to be. You want to level up, you got to go hang around with people that are at the next level and start all over at the bottom. You start at the bottom of that level and then you work your way back up to that and then you level up again. Yeah, well, in the other sense of that, too, right, is like, you know, the to, let's say you're at a place where you like, you know, the guys might not beat me the first three rounds. Right. But that fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth round. Oh, they whooping my ass. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because fatigue makes cowards out of us all. That's right. Yeah, I love that you quote. You know what I'm saying? I love that quote. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? Write that down. That's and good. so, like, you know, and I got some young kids in there who are some studs, bro, and, like, they know, oh, you know, they stalk me like some sharks and shit because yeah. they, they let me roll with everybody and they wait till about that fifth, sixth round. Right. You know, and these cats is like 18, 16, 17 years old, been doing jujitsu like 10 years. And they're like, oh, look, coach, he tired. Hey, right. coach, you want to roll? And then they, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they go, they turn it up on me, bro. And they, right. you know what I'm saying? And they go run. They don't get tired because they're young and right. they go run me. They just go run a relentless pace on me. And then they end up catching me because like I'm old and tired. You know what I'm saying? So like. That shit was getting on my nerves. So that was another reason why, like, I was like, man, you got to get yourself in shape. Like, what the fuck with you, these little kids? You, like, how you going to let this little kid smash on you, right? Fatigue <laughs> makes, you, fatigue out makes cowards out of us all. I think okay. that is. That's a Vince Lombardi quote. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. So, you know, like, you just got to, like, I don't know. Things like little things like that motivate you, you know what I mean? The smallest little thing, man, you know? And then, like, what I was going to say before I kind of got off topic, you know, about my students is, like, you know, when with all the pandemic and the COVID everything, you know, I had to shut my school down for, like, two or three months. And, like, my students, like, they were there for me, man, you know? Like, like yeah, did I take a hit? Yeah, but all the guys that's been with me for like a year plus, you know, like they didn't cancel their memberships, you know, they wasn't like, hey, uh, put my shit on freeze. Let me know when y'all open the gym back up. You know, everybody was like kept their memberships and made it to where like my life didn't really change that much, you know. And that's awesome. That's awesome. Not only that, the governor said he's going to open up. So there you go. Well, what I was going to like, I can't repay that. Right. You Like, how do you repay that to somebody? Yeah. And my students, you know, they're not going to they're not the type of people where it's like, hey, man, like, look, you held me over. Like, let me give you a couple free months. So that way we even, you know, and I was like, they, right. they're they not going to accept that from me. And. I don't like owing anybody. Like, I don't like being in people's pockets. Right. That's that's not the type of person. I, and I'm not I'm not saying they feel like like 
they don't give a shit, you know, like they're like happy the gym's open. They got a place to train. And I'm very appreciative for that. But I like you didn't owe me to keep your membership. You don't owe me that. You know what I mean? And for you to do that, like, how could I ever repay you? You got to get better. And that's it, bro. Like, give more of yourself back. Exactly. And the only way I know to repay those guys is to be the best version of myself I can be and give them a mad as much as I can possibly be to show them how much I appreciate them. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, that's where I'm at right now, right? It's like I'm trying to work myself uh, to compete and just, like, you know, just be more for them, right? Like, right. try to be a better instructor on all, at, you know, facets that I could try to be and just show them that, like, I appreciate the support, you know? But you know what? Them doing that is them also showing the appreciation of what you had done for them prior to that. Oh yeah, for sure, right? right? You know, so like, yeah. it's it's, it's oh. like a circle, you know. Yeah, it's and like, like, we're, like, and I totally get that. Like, I know we're family, right? right exactly. But right. at the end of the day, like, actions go way yeah, further than that, words. Yeah, right. yeah. I didn't have to do that. Right? Yeah, you know. So yeah. I'm eternally grateful. And so to all your students that are hopefully going to listen to this episode, what do you have to say to them? To be honest, man, like I just appreciate everyone. Right. Like, cause look, man, I'm nothing special, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a firm, but I come from very humble beginnings, you know, like, bro, you know how big Freeport is. Oh, you know I, what I'm yep. Yep. Like it's not a, here we know, are. Here we are. So like, and there's, bro, you could throw a rock in the field and hit 10 of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm just, then that's why I treat everybody so close because I'm very honored and appreciative that, like, you chose my school to train at, you right. know? And you didn't have, like, you could have went trained anywhere, but you chose to be here. So I'm just really appreciative for that, you know? And I just like to say thank you. That's a good story. That's yeah. good. So, and that's pretty much it, man. That's like, that's me. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that, man. I, that's great, man. I, it was an honor listening to that. Oh, no problem, man. Like I said, uh, I'm a talker, so, and hey, I hope I didn't ramble, ramble it's on a good too story. much. You, you can't good have story. a podcast without people that talk. <laughs> okay. That's right. That's right. So, so we've, uh, I think this debate has been around the entire interweb forever, but uh, I'm going to ask you, man to man, is Die Hard a, Christ- uh, a, a Christmas movie? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. If you don't watch Die Hard on Christmas, you ain't doing Christmas right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You want me to tell you what's not a Christmas movie? Lay it on me. What's that movie with the little kid who's home alone? Yeah, it's not a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. That's the dumbest movie I've ever seen in my life. That's my favorite movie ever. I don't recommend that to anybody. Oh, man. But but I would absolutely see a grown-up version of that movie. Like if Macaulay Culkin, like now he's like in his 30s or 40s. If he redid that as a grown-up, I would watch that movie. You think that that movie is why Macaulay Culkin is the way he is now? You think that twisted him pretty severely? 
uh, you know, going through those two or three movies that they did and just, no. you don't think so? No, I think it was his parents. Oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that was the least of his issues. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got like, wisdom. You got like, wisdom. I don't really think that was his, his issue. Oh, if, man. So, but uh, yeah, for sure, Die Hard, so, bro. One last question for you. What is the best piece of advice you have been given from anyone, mentor, stranger, anybody? The best advice I've ever gotten, shout out to Tim Crater, is shut up and train. All That's, right. That would be my best quote. Or okay. advice, right? Like, just shut up and just train. That applies to everything. <laughs> exactly. Got to put one foot in front of yeah. the other. Get to it work. all depends, like, how you, you know, because training can fall under many facets, right? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, yes. like, the only thing that matters is what you do. Right. Stop talking, start doing. Yeah, exactly. So just shut up and train, bro. Don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, Nah, man, I enjoyed it. it. I appreciate it, too. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, uh, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Like I said, uh, I ramble, but I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. All right. Yeah. Thank you, brother. We appreciate it. Good luck to you. Uh, Good luck to you and your students, man. Thanks, man. Uh, Yeah. We 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 going we're doing good, bro. It's it's a good thing, so I appreciate it. All right, and if you'd like to see more of Shane over at his gym, once again, it is True Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Round Rock, Texas. Check them out. I'm sure they're on Facebook. Find them on the web, Instagram, you name it. It's probably out there. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, All brother. Right. Thanks a lot. And later, thank All right. Later. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. I'm, I'll go ahead. I was closing it out. It's, uh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's all good. Uh, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. I uh, hope you enjoy the podcast. This was some true, true stories of momentum in overcoming and taking a good, hard look at yourself, being honest with yourself, recognizing that change is needed, and pushing forward. Amen. Awesome. Stay sharp. I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs>